From the end of the owner-operator business model as we know it to fleet electrification, 2022 gave the industry a lot to talk about. The editors of HTT are coming together in this episode to talk our top stories of the year. Throughout the year, HTT Talks Trucking has covered the top story each month in our Behind the News segment. Those picks were based on website analytics, but in this episode, we'll bring together some of our top editors to see what stuck out to them in most in the industry and in our own reporting. Before that, remember to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and subscribe to HGT Talks Trucking on YouTube. I'm Vesna Brajkovich. We'll join our top editors right after this. What drives your decisions? The choices you make can make a big difference for your fleet, and it all starts with what's under the hood. So when everything is riding on you to keep the wheels on the road, turn to the proven protection of SitGuard heavy-duty engine oils. Learn more at sitgolubes.com. We have HTT Editor-in-Chief Deborah Lockridge, Equipment Editor Jim Park, and Senior Contributing Editor Jack Roberts today with us. Thanks for coming on today. Deborah, you've been covering the industry for over 30 years and you write hundreds of stories a year. What has stuck out to you as your number one pick for 2022? Well, a story that started back in 2019, um, AB5 or Assembly Bill 5 uh, in California. It, in a nutshell, puts severe restrictions on using independent contractors. And the big sticking point is basically that if a contractor is in the same business as the company they're contracting for, they are supposed to be considered an employee under California law. Well, that's a big problem for trucking's traditional owner-operator model. So California Trucking Association filed suit. There was an injunction uh, while that case wound its way through the courts. And then this summer, it had worked its way up to the Supreme Court, which declined to hear it. And that meant that uh, basically the California Trucking Association lost and the uh, new law went into effect this year. And there was a lot of consternation. Uh, there were protests at the ports that use a lot of owner operators in California. They managed to shut down the port of Oakland for a week. And uh, on the fleet side, you know, we're seeing lots of uh, sessions with uh, lawyers and things at events, people trying to figure out, well, how do we restructure to still use independent contractors. You can't just poof, make everybody employee um, and still get, you know, get by under the law. And making that worse is nobody really knows for sure what is going to make it under the law because different judges in different places can interpret that differently. Jim, you used to be an owner-operator, didn't you? What do you think about this? I, I was appalled when I first heard about this. In fact, I was bordering on disbelief. It sounded so crazy. Um, in the early goings, they were out to stop the, uh, you know, those abusive leasing relationships uh, where owner operators were basically coerced into buying a truck in order to keep their job, which I wholeheartedly agree with that thrust. You know, those are, are bad business arrangements and you can't make a, a good owner operator out of a decent truck driver all the time. Sometimes you can, but if you don't want to be an owner operator, you're not going to be successful at it. So being told you have to do that to keep your job, well, I have a problem with that. But that doesn't account for the hundreds of thousands of people who actually want to be owner operators. They get lumped in with the uh, the rest of the crowd, being an independent contractor, and 
you know, their futures are certainly uncertain at this stage of the game. Um, so, you know, it, it's just, you know, the first thing I thought of when I heard about this thing was McCarthyism. You know, some guy dreams up a problem and then they go all out trying to solve it and take out a whole bunch of people, ruin a bunch of careers and people's lives in the process. And when we're done with it, what have you got? Nothing. Definitely some abuse, but I'd say it's like uh, taking a sledgehammer to kill a mosquito. I mean, it's just really exactly. way overreach. Yep. And, Crazy. Yeah. And, and there's you know, also, it's not just California. Um, Department, Department of Labor right now is looking at revising its independent contractor division or definition. So that'll be interesting to see too. Well, the gig economy is certainly big everywhere, you know. We were maybe one of the original gig economies here with our owner operators and lease arrangements, but I, I hope this uh, this goes away sometime soon before they resolve it. And Jim, you've been back on the road a ton this year, covering various aspects of the industry. What have what has stood out to you the most? I, I think the telling story this year for me was the the realization um, and finally the acknowledgement that uh, electrification is not going to be cheap or easy. You know, we've been talking about electrifying trucks and zero emissions vehicles for a number of years now. We've got enough of them in the field, enough of them that are in trial stages. Uh, people are finally starting to say, well, you know, we can do this, but it's not going to be as easy as we'd hoped or, or as inexpensive as we'd hoped. And we're finally hearing numbers from OEMs and, and various people. Uh, and frankly, they're scary. You know, several hundred, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollars for an electric truck, battery electric truck, up to six, I've heard, for fuel cell vehicles. I know it's early days, but, um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. When you get into the infrastructure, you know, the stuff you need for your terminal and the charging and all the extra cabling and wiring and what have you, you have to drop in to make that work. It's going to be an enormous burden on fleets to make that happen. And uh, we're finally acknowledging that. So not that that's going to slow the process down or speed it up. I think it's just acknowledging that, okay, this, you know, as hard as we're trying, um, it's going to take a while. Uh, and, and to be totally practical and realistic about it, uh, don't expect this to happen overnight. And Jack, you've been writing a lot about alternative fuel developments yourself. What, what has been your take, biggest takeaway of 2022? Well, you know, my biggest takeaway ties in with what Jim was just talking about, and that was the uh, sort of the burst out of the blue early in uh, 2022. The ACT Expo, the Advanced Clean Transportation Exposition in Long Beach, when suddenly we discovered that um, OEMs, been, uh, led by Cummins, sort of a uh, direct result of their decades-long partnership with Westport, was pioneering new technology to run uh, clean fuels like uh, ethanol or, most importantly, liquid hydrogen in internal combustion engines. And they're talking about, thanks to the software systems, um, very sophisticated automated manual transmissions, they're talking about being able to burn, say, ethanol or liquid hydrogen in an engine and get absolutely on par performance with a current diesel engine. And I think that now we've still got some ways to go on this. They're, they're still talking about the first engines are maybe five years away from going to market. But this to me is a game changer to what was supposed to be a game changer. Um, I think Jim is all over things in terms of the electrical trucks, but you have a lot of cost about uh, a lot of concerns about cost. 
both for electric trucks, uh, hydrogen fuel cell, there's infrastructure. My, my guess is that the average fleet guy out there, um, all things being equal, if you could just give him a fuel and let him run internal combustion engines, that's going to be what he wants to do anyway. I think they like the flexibility. They're familiar with the technology. They're familiar with the maintenance concerns. It gets around all the infrastructure costs that Jim just outlined. And so I think this has the potential to really shake things up heading into uh, the 2027 emissions regulations. And this is something that bears paying a lot of attention to. Um, I'm not at all suggesting that electric trucks don't have a role to play at some point. But I think the question mark always was, you know, what about class six, class seven, class eight? We just uh, saw Elon Musk finally roll the semi, his class eight semi out uh, just last week, uh, sort of in response to this. Now, suddenly we're talking about being able to run a uh, big bore um, 13, 10, 13, 15 liter engines with hydrogen or, or ethanol as a fuel. And I think this is gonna be important and very much worth watching in the next four or five years. We've also seen, um interest in renewable fuels. In a lot of the reporting I've done, renewable diesel and renewable natural gas, which um, you know are another way to kind of address some of those issues with uh, the environment and emissions. So Vesna, what about you? What's your top story of the year? So mine are the shakeups in autonomous trucking. So self-driving trucks related topics have been constant in our news cycle for the past couple of years and probably even before I came here on HDT. But it feels like every month we're releasing some new news about a trucking pilot of autonomous tech. But in the last few months of 2022 in particular, we've seen some shakeups. So most prominently, what I'm thinking about is the Too Simple and Navistar um, partnership ending. Um, they're one of the first OEM tech partnerships of their kind. Um, and that that announcement um, of their ending a partnership was in early early December, very brief announcement. Um, and that was since so since 2020, they've been very vocal partners who had said they were de they would develop level four autonomous semi trucks for production by 2024. And while both of the companies said they're committed to continuing development and aren't closing off the possibility of future partnerships in the future, um, it's still it's still a shakeup. And so as those goals and promises inch closer in this autonomous trucking world, I think truck makers are going to start looking closely at those partnerships. And I know I'm Jack, Jim, Deborah, you've all test driven tr trucks with autonomous tech and talked with heads of some of these major players in autonomous trucking. What has been your impression? Well, I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, I've always been kind of skeptical about the autonomous uh, the, you know, the, the, the full potential of it. Uh, the, the public doesn't trust it. Um, they don't want autonomous taxis on their streets, which arguably is a tougher assignment for an autonomous vehicle and running on the interstate. But there's not a high level of public confidence in it. And um, the, the thing that worries me, in a way, is the, the investment dollars are not going to last forever. They're already getting impatient. Um, I've had one, at least one uh, CEO of, a, of an autonomous company tell me that he's worried that uh, some of the other players in the industry, not him, of course, uh, might be starting to pull some stunts that, uh, you know, try and advance the technology and, and, and show that it's maybe further ahead than some people would believe. 
he's afraid that that's going to happen and maybe uh, have a, a negative impact on on the entire autonomous business if if somebody tries something silly. Uh, and of course, we're just waiting for the accident to happen. Um, there's been a couple of fender benders so far, nothing serious, but to me, it's almost inevitable that something will happen. Uh, hopefully not, but when it does, there's going to be a big investigation. And uh, who knows how long that'll push this back for. Uh, so I think, you know, it, if the investors don't see this moving quickly enough, they're going to pull their money out and go somewhere else at some point. And that could leave a lot of them stranded or marooned with a nearly workable technology, but no dollars to push it forward. Yeah, that's where I think you've got some of these other partnerships, um, you know, like, like Daimler has been working with a couple of uh, autonomous trucking operations. Um, PACAR is working with Aurora. Volvo is working with Aurora. So I think you've got, where you've got the traditional truck makers, I think they may be, I mean, they understand the industry better. They understand better what's really involved in building a truck that can handle, you know, running autonomously. So those might be in a little better shape in that regard. And and then there's the sort of in-between stage. Jack, you and I have both gotten to experience the, uh, the plus drive, which is level two autonomous, but really uh, at the furthest edge of, of level two, I think that we've seen um, as sort of a stepping stone of its autonomous kind of super duper cruise control. <laughs> what, what was your drive like? Yeah, I think that's what I think building on everything you guys are saying, I think the shift is, is going to be more toward introducing autonomous technology as an an adjunct to advanced driver safety systems. I think you're going to, like Deborah just said, cruise control on steroids. Um, you can read my uh, plus drive report on hdttruckinginfo.com. And I said, you know, basically um, the, the autonomous system is, is handling sort of the, the minute to minute chores or the second to second chores of driving the truck, but you're very much in command of the vehicle, standing there telling it what to do. It's not making any decisions on its own. It's just reacting to the decisions you make. It's an extra pair of electronic eyes. It's looking out for you. So I think that's how the industry is going to get introduced to this, both drivers, um, fleets, maintenance side. The other um, sort of wild card, I think, again, goes back to the 2027 emissions regulations. Um, we, I just did a recent story uh, talking to ACT uh, Research, and uh, they're talking about, you know, we're going to see the price of a diesel Class 8 truck go as mu up as much as $20,000, $25,000 per unit. Um, that's not an accident. That's obviously intended to push more fleets toward electric vehicles, electric trucks. But I got to thinking about it. I could make a case that you could start seeing it drive fleets toward autonomous systems. If you start saying, well, if we put a certain percentage of our trucks under autonomous control, cut the drivers out, that mitigates the cost of the new trucks. Um, maybe we can pick up some efficiencies running routes and sort of balance things out and get familiar with the technology on that front. Now, that's still five years away. As Jim said, a lot has to happen. I think in the short term, the focus is going to be on driver aid, autonomous as a driver aid. Um, and then it's going to be a rat race toward can we get the technology developed to the point where it can be deployed without drivers on board by the time the 2027 emissions regulations become law. So that I think we're looking at a double track uh, development line here. Um, short term, 
driver safety, long-term, they still want to get them out without uh, drivers behind the wheel. That remains to be seen. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which of these partnerships kind of stand the test of time and, you know, make it to that final that final mark. I will say this. I do think based on my drives this year with Plus, and um, of course, I did some Daimler drives earlier. We've got already lining some autonomous drives up for next year. I do think this is going to be a pretty standard um, spec. Autonomous driver safety systems is going to be a default spec on a lot of trucks inside of five years. I think it'll just be whether whether or not we ever get to full blown robot trucks roaming the highways all by themselves in the dead of night. I don't know, but I am convinced that we are going to see um, significant inroads with with autonomous technology as a safety tool coming in the next five years. I'm convinced of that. I would agree. Okay, I think that's it for this episode of HGT Talks Trucking. Thanks for joining us, all you guys. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and your favorite podcast platform. You can stay up to date on the latest news written specifically for those in the trucking industry at truckinginfo.com. Thanks for joining us.